Welcome to the Network Marketing Heroes Podcast, hosted by 40-year network marketing veteran, author of best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 with Your Hair on Fire, and world-renowned speaker, Richard Bliss Brook. When it comes to success in network marketing, who better to learn from than leaders who have actually done it? Listen as Richard interviews top leaders and gives you a behind-the-scenes look at how they did it. You'll get incredible tips and duplicable actions you can do right now to build your own four-year career. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive discount code to get 10% off Richard's easy-to-use tools that will help propel your network marketing business to the next level at blissbusiness.com. Hey, Richard Blissbrook here, and I am, this is like a Lifetime Achievement Award for me because I've got none other than Jeff Roberti here uh, for a hero interview live. We're in Dallas, Texas, and this is a guy that I've wanted to interview for the Hero Call for years because he's one of the most successful people in our industry, but more importantly than that, he's just got deep wisdom and experience and so I grabbed him for about 30 minutes. We're gonna talk about not his story because you guys have probably heard his story. You can find his story other places. It's a remarkable, inspirational story. But Jeff has got like, Jeff, you've got like deep wisdom and experience about like the most important thing to me in what we do is if we can't build a sales organization with a customer base, that allows us that residual asset walkaway income, mm -hmm. then we're just salespeople making right. money. Right. And you can do that anywhere, right? So when I tell people, you wanna make $1,000 a month, well, you can do that at Walmart. And you can stand there with your smock on and say, welcome to Walmart. Nobody's gonna say, this is a lousy place, you shouldn't be talking to me. Everybody's gonna say, yeah, cool. And But if you wanna make $1,000 a month in residual income that comes in forever, you gotta do things different, right? You gotta you gotta pick the right product, you gotta pick the right company, you gotta do the right things, and nobody's done that to a bigger degree than you. Huge. For 32 years, 25 years with a magic product. So that's what I wanna get to is like how do you pick a company that if you build it, you have the best shot of them paying you for the rest of your life? How do you pick a product that if you build it, you have the best shot of being paid? For the rest of your life and how do you keep from getting being picked off by the vultures yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're everywhere question. so you've been with juice plus now for 32 years which is you know i you, we could count on yeah. not very many hands how many people have been with their company for 32 years so tell us about that like why why did you why did you pick that company and and maybe more importantly that company's been through some rodeos right. why did you stick with it mm -hmm. and how's that how's that paid off yeah. so tell us about the the history of you and juice yeah. plus yeah well that's a very good question um, I'll never forget I, I had the uh, pleasure of meeting a guy named Jim Rohn a lot of you guys know Jim Rohn and uh, Larry Thompson. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll never forget when I asked Jim Rohn a question, I said, what do you look for in a company? Wow. 
And he said to me, and I'm in my early 20s, you know, and I'm hungry and I'm full of desire and I'm willing to work and I'm teachable and I've got a great work ethic, whether I was waiting tables or whatever I was doing, but was looking for an opportunity. Matter of fact, I was praying to God to bring something into my life. I was searching. And Rohn had told me when I went to a Jim Rohn seminar, he said, uh, well, what you look for in a company, certainly you've got to have a product or a service that you believe in, mm -hmm. that you would take whether you were involved in the business or not. You've got to have a, a marketing system that you believe in. It's fair and legitimate. Right. He said, but the biggest thing you look for is leadership. The person running the company, do they have a long-term vision? Are they, are they short-term, here right. today and gone tomorrow, churn right. and burn, pop and drop? We right. see them all the time, right? Right. And do they have the best distributors, the distributors' uh, interest, the distributors' interest is, you know, at, at best at heart for the, the company. They right. really care about their distributors and their employees. And so I was very fortunate to meet a man named Jay Martin. And, uh, I know Jay. And uh, when, they, uh, when somebody had shared the product with me, I was a customer first. That's how I found out about the, uh, the Juice Plus company, the opportunity. Right. Uh, and as a satisfied customer, as a raving fan customer, because mm -hmm. uh, I saw merit and value in the product, I went out to a meeting and, and saw average people earning above average incomes. And I thought to myself, if they can do it, I can do it. I believe in the product. I, I believe in the company when I met Jay. I went to that very first conference and uh, didn't have the money for the hotel or the airfare, but I figured it out. Uh, I got myself there and uh, I got to meet some of the people. I got to meet Jay. Um, I love the product. I love the company. I felt like there was some solid leadership there. Matter of fact, we're getting ready to celebrate 2020, our 50th year. Right. And uh, we've had some ups and downs. We've had some challenges. You know, it hasn't, you know, you go through cycles. And I've certainly have had my share of opportunities to go somewhere else and other offers. But as I told you earlier, I've always kept my blinders on. Mm -hmm. I've always stayed focused. You know, even being here at this event this weekend, it's really only been the last two or three years that I have done anything outside of the Juice Plus company. And I'll never forget when Eric asked me to speak at a, right. or interview me at a GoPro. Right. And now Garrett asked me to come here to the Network Marketing Professional Association meeting. Right. Um, when Eric first asked me, I said, no. I said, no, I'm not open to that. I said, I'm, I'm focused in Juice Plus. This is, I'm loyal to Jay and I, I don't do anything outside of that. And I thought to myself, you know, Jeff, that's pretty selfish of you to uh, just keep it and not pay it forward, not share it with anyone in our profession, not just in your world, in your Juice Plus world, but anyone out there. So he did an interview, got a lot of, a lot of traction. Yep. Um, then I spoke at a couple of his events. I spoke here at this event this weekend. And my attitude is, is you know, you just never forget where you came from. You know, always paying it forward. You know, it's somebody's grand opening sitting in that room here. And, uh, you know, for them to hear, maybe you share something with them that, you know, touches them or moves them emotionally or creates an experience for them to believe in themselves that they can do it too. But, you know, so I've, I've stayed loyal. I've stayed focused. And, you know, we had some, uh, some ups and some downs and we saw a lot of people leave at one time when we changed product lines and you know, made some changes. Went from more opportunity driven to product driven. Right. Um, and today, the ones that stayed with me and we rebuilt have done very well. You know, we're, we're, we've, you know, 25 years, 15 billion, you know, with a really single product line, very right. narrow product line, right. one story, one, you know, one product line. Right. And um, the ones that have stayed have done very, very well.
And uh, the ones that left, some of them have gone off and done, done well, but most of them have not. So in the last 32 years, how many extraordinary products and extraordinary companies have you seen come and go? Well, that's it. I mean, you, you know that better than I do. Um, you know, we always think the grass is greener on the other side of the fence, but it still has to be mowed. You still have to build relationships. You still have to build a growing customer base, build a team. So, you know, you've got to find something, like I said, where there's solid leadership. Right. And there are so many pops and drops. There's so many comes and goes. And that's maybe sometimes why our, our profession, our industry has a bad reputation. Right. Is because there's so many quick deals. Right. So you've got to find something, Richard, that you truly believe in. You know, that you truly believe in. Like in our company, almost 90% of our sales go to just the customer, mm -hmm. the end consumer. And the regulatory agencies, they're looking for that. Yes, they like they're that. looking for the fact that your compensation plan and your income is based on people using and eating your product. Right. And so we're very proud on the fact that, you know, almost 90% of the sales goes to just the end consumer. Less than 10% become distributors become representatives right. and they're raving fan customers well, that's yeah, where we got them from they're crazy from, from the customer <laughs> well from the customer base right you know so we retail to recruit right which really makes a lot of sense yes you know mission driven product driven build a growing customer base take a few baby steps get your product for free that type of thing yeah so that one of the things that you and i were talking about earlier is out of the thousands i don't know how many thousands there are now companies just in north america like if you look at their products and you look at the value proposition of the product which is what does the product do based in comparison to the price you're charging sure so then the question you ask is how many people would buy that product and keep buying it every month because if you don't have repeat business you don't have residual income how many people would keep buying that product if there weren't a comp plan attached if there wasn't this huge we're going to be the next billion dollar company and all these events and all these contests how many people would buy that product? And so one of the things that, that your 32 years, 25 years with Juice Plus has proven is that that is a product with a value proposition that's customer first. Right. So speak to that a little bit more like, how does that equate to that lifetime income? Why, why is that something to look for in a company? Yeah. Well, you know, you want to build it on rock, not sand. There you go. Okay, so if you build it on a solid foundation, you build it on rock. And when I say build it on rock versus sand, versus smoke and hype and mirrors and fast money and opportunity and flashing cash, you know, that's not, that's built on sand. Yeah. Um, but if you have a product that a consumer would buy that product and go on an auto ship or use that product consistently month after month, year after year. I've had people over 25 years that have been consistently on the product just as a customer. Yeah, I know some of them. Okay. I've met some of them. Right. So that's solid. Right. And so when it stands on its own, when there's merit and value in the product to the end consumer, that's something that you're looking for. Yeah. And that's, that's what we have built. We've built a culture around that. You know, of course there's an opportunity to have financial independence. Of course there's a great opportunity that's attached to this. But we're more focused on building a growing customer base, being mission-driven, being right. cause-oriented, doing something that makes a difference, makes an impact. Right. You know, something that's bigger than yourself, where you're serving the greater good. 
And, you know, not just all about, the, you know, the, the, the opportunity. Certainly, was, you know, we're, we're just as excited and passionate about an opportunity. Yep. But I take people through baby steps. Yep. If you don't see merit and value in the product first, step one, mm -hmm. there is no step two. Right. It right? doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Because I can have you as a customer where you say to right. me, Jeff, I love this product. I'm a raving fan customer. And it's not an opportunity. It's a responsibility. It's a product. I'm a raving fan customer. And it's not an opportunity. It's a responsibility. Mm -hmm. When you know what you know about this product and what it does, how could you not share this with someone? And it's a qualifier. Like, there you go. You got, you got to love the product. You don't love the product, you're out. Yeah. It's just not going to work. That's, that's it. I got to tell you another story and see how you map onto this. So this happened about, uh, you probably you know some of these players actually, but um, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago, um, I got a, like a pretty powerful networking couple, a couple of ladies involved in my business. and. They wanted to bring a bunch of network marketers in. They wanted my help in interviewing them. So over about a month period, I had 51 people fly into my company and uh, look at it for their next home. And uh, 50 of them signed up. The 51st, I made sure he didn't sign up. I didn't want him anywhere near me. But uh, this fascinating thing happened, Jeff. So. I got these, sometimes it's just a couple, sometimes I had four or five of them sitting in my office and this happened over a month's period of time. And, and uh, so they're all network marketers. They're all five to 15 years network marketers. And so I just sort of fell into asking them, so okay, tell me your story. What's the first company you got involved in? And I mean, I wish I would have had the whole thing recorded. You'd love it because in 90% of the cases, maybe 95% of the cases, what these people told me is, well, my first company was Herbalife, my first company was Amway, my first company was New Skin, my first company was Mary Kay. Sure. And, okay, well, what happened? Oh, well, you know, the FDA got and blah, blah, blah. And so everybody left. And I said, well, okay, so what'd you do? Oh, I went over here to, you know, this thing, which was just something. And right. how did that last? How did, oh, that only lasted six months. And then we all went over here to this company. And so after listening to this for two or three times, I started writing on the whiteboard in my office, the company after company after company yeah. after company. Yeah. And 51 of these people told an almost identical story. Wow. And, and here's what was eerie about it. In almost every case, the company they started with was not only still in business, and of course, everything they got in after that, gone. Yeah. Yeah. And so I asked people the question, where do you think you'd be in? So I want you to speak to this because you have a very healthy life. Wealthy, healthy, fun, spiritual, grounded. Um, so I'd ask people, I'd ask people silly questions like, where do you think your credit score would be? Where do you think your marriage would be? Where do you think your health would be? Where do you think your wealth would be? What do you think your income would be if you just stuck with Herbalife? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So could you speak to like, you know, kind of the question, what would you rather have, $50,000 a month for five years or 10 grand a year for the rest of your life? Yeah. And I know that you've experienced that. Yeah. So well, what have you done with your life around it? As far as? Just like lifestyle, like peace and investments and fun and, I don't mean flash, yeah. I just mean yeah. like, well, what has it been like to, to know that your income is built on rock. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'll, I'll share this with you. Um, I do believe that long-term relationships equal long-term success. Sure. And I've always focused on, never it's been about my income or my check, mm -hmm. it's always been about the person in front of me. 
right. meeting their needs, adding value to their lives, whether it's with the product and or the opportunity. Yeah, you said creating, yesterday that customers were just as important. Creating, yeah, creating raving fan customers. Right. You know, those are the three things. And I, I love them whether they do a little or they do a lot. Mm -hmm. And I love a customer just as much as I love one of my top performers. Fall in love with your customers, not your company, not your product, but with your customers. The relationships is where it's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. And so for me, you know, I lived way below my means for a long time. Smart. Another thing that I got from Jim Rohn, you're not financially independent when you can live comfortably off of the income of your income, but when you can live off the income of your personal assets. Right. So I reinvested back into my business. I reinvested back into people and I kept my nose to the grindstone, I kept my foot on the gas, and I mean, I kept working. You probably don't yeah. remember this, but I visited your office. Okay. I think I stayed at Stewart's house. All right. Oh, when I had one here in the Dallas? No, no, Sarasota. Okay, Sarasota. Yeah. Uh, I visited your office. Um, what's the guy's name that you have that, I don't know if he still runs everything, but uh, you have this yeah. business, you have yeah, a business yeah. man. You're talking about there on the corner in, on yeah, Siesta yeah, yeah. Beach. You're yeah. the first network marketer I ever met that had a business manager yeah, well, I, running I, his network marketing Well, business. I had somebody to assist me because it you got so a, large. I was yeah, in, a big I'm, office. I'm in 25 different countries, so I got some, I got right. some support around me. Right. And I got an assistant, I met with Tony Robbins, and he said, Jeff, you can't afford not to have a personal assistant. Right. You know, there's things that you need to leverage. So you can stay in the zone of what's really important. You have more time for those relationships. You have more time to, to serve and make a difference and make an impact. Mm -hmm. But to go back to where I was at, I lived way below my means for a long time. And I didn't become nouveau riche. Right. You know, going out and buying all the fancy houses and cars and all this. And I have a great lifestyle now. I have a nice home. And I, my wife and I, we have nice cars. And you know, we have a, a, a dream life. Right. Now, we give away hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to charity. Wow. The secret to living is, is giving. giving. <laughs> you know, so, you know, what you get in life lasts a while. What you give in life lasts a lifetime. Right. You know, and I go into relationships to give, not to get. I'm not measuring what I got in return. I'm not a horse trader like there's a hook here. Right. You know, when you truly go into a relationship with that where you're not measuring and you're just truly, truly there to gift and serve. And so I've always focused on that in my business with my care more about your customers and the results they're getting more so than the income you're earning. Care more about that new team member and helping them get off to a fast start and their income and their success more so than the income you're earning. And if you have that mindset, because it's 80% mindset, 20% mechanics. Mm -hmm. When you focus on truly going out there and building those relationships, those long-term relationships, and staying focused, staying in the production stage. A lot of people fall into what I call the management stage very quickly. They get a few people on their team and they think they gotta manage everyone mm -hmm. versus staying in the production stage. Always going out, putting on new customers, fresh, you know, nothing will ignite your business more than five new new customers. Right. You know, go out there and put on some new blood. So talk about that work ethic. You talked about that yesterday. Every time I hear you, you talk about, you know, how did you make it? Yeah. Well, you probably outworked everyone. Well, that, that was it. Because, listen, I'm not the smartest guy. You know, I don't have a higher education. I, don't have, I didn't come in here with any money or experience or background. But I had, you know, find somebody that's hungry. Yeah. Hungry. You know, number one success ingredients is someone that's hungry. Number one recruiting tool is a mirror. Don't look up line. Don't look down line. Look in the mirror. So you step up. You raise your standard. If it's to be, it's up to me. And then you employ yourself. You say, okay, I'm going to hold myself accountable. I'm going to raise my standards. 
I'm going to, distributors, I said this yesterday, distributors don't do what you do, what you tell them to do, they do what you do. Right. They watch the feet, not the lips. Right. You know, would you follow you? Are you the type of person? Success breeds success. you got to inspire you to inspire other people. You know, so you've got to walk the talk. You've got to show up as an example, not a warning. You know, you, you show up in a peak resourceful state. And that's it. That's it. That's inspiring to other people. So that work ethic was, has always been my secret over the years as being the best distributor in my organization, leading by example. It's easier to lead people than it is to push people. Yep. You know, sometimes we try to push, push, push. Understand, 80% of the people you bring into your business are going to do it part-time, sometime, or no time. That's just how it is. Right. And you love them. You manage them by group. You keep them hanging around the flagpole. You never know when something's going to change in their life. Right. They see it differently. They feel it differently. They hear it differently. They're in a different place. And then all of a sudden, maybe they move into a 15% category where they engage a little more and maybe take a few more steps in the plan. But less than 5%. Less than, you might have to put 100 people through the funnel to get, you know, two, three, four, or five good ones right. that are really going to go after it. Really treat this like a business, not like a hobby. Right. To get serious about it. And so I understand that. So I love them whether they're doing a little or they're doing a lot. I value those relationships and I keep everyone engaged. I never make anyone feel like they're less important than someone else. Beautiful philosophy. So if you had just like a couple of minutes to speak to the audience, the audience that so many of them, whether they're watching this now or they're watching this five years from now, so many of the people that that are hungry enough to come to an event like this or come to GoPro or watch a video of you. They're hungry enough to do that, but they're in that place where I've been, where you've been, like the conversation in their head is, I don't, it's like they have a sick feeling. They're not sure, can they do it? Will they fail? Will they look like a fool? How do they, how do they get to that place where they have that peak state like you talked about? If you had a couple of minutes to, well, I'll, I'll, I'll share with that. That's a very good question, Richard. Um, I truly believe that our business is a course in personal development, cleverly disguised as a business. Right. And you know that's one of our themes and our top leaders over in our, in our world. We, we, we believe as you, you, you gotta grow. Right. You become more, you can have more, you have more capacity to give and serve. Like the Bible says, find a way to serve the many for service to the many leads to greatness. Mm -hmm. So as you grow and you become more, and you focus on growing as a person and personal development. What books are you reading? What, what are you listening to? Who are you spending time with? You know, who you spend time with is who you become. Right. You know, so I had to let some of my negative friends go. Stinking thinking. Friends, neighbors, family, coworkers. Those are the ones that can get you. So I had to say, I had to have a good, great word for your vocabulary. It's the word next. Say less to more people. Don't beg them. You're not trying to convince them. Your job description is to tell the story. You know, to, to share, share your product, share your mission, you know, share what you believe in. You know, you're the, 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 the trailer, not the movie, right? I mean, you don't want to get into begging people. Right. But so I would encourage you to grow as a person, to develop some personal, you know, some personal development, some skills, some belief in yourself, you know, as you're going. It's a journey, you know. So, uh, you know, I, I, I always had the desire and the hunger and the work ethic you know, but I, I've grown a lot over the years, you know, and, and that's that's probably the thing that I'm most proud of when I go to our, our big conferences is when I see people come across the stage 
And I'm in the business today. When I started, it was out of desperation. I was broke, I was hungry. I needed things to change in my life financially. But I also understood that I had to build long-term relationships and put other people's needs ahead of my own to have that. Zig probably said it the best. Right. If you help enough other people get what they want out of life, you you'll have everything you want out of life. But what I'm in it today out of inspiration. I'll never forget where I came from. I'll never forget when somebody cared enough about me to share with me a product and an opportunity to change my life. And so I'm in the business today out of inspiration to pay it forward. You know, and I'll, even at this event or at my company event, to see punk people come across the stage and have reached whatever level it is in your company and you know the ranks, and it's not the money, it's not the position, it's who they've become. Totally. And you see the, the ups and downs and the adversities and the challenges and the growth they've had to go through. And it moves you emotionally, especially if you brought that person right. in and you believed in them more than they even believed in themselves. And they're thanking you for putting your time and your effort and your money into them and helping them and believing in them. It's like the Visa commercial, it's priceless. You know, you talk about emotional and spiritual revenue. I stay plugged into this because I'm rich in relationships. I'm rich in growth. You know, aren't you the happiest in life when you're growing, when there's progress in your life? You know, rich in contribution, doing something bigger than yourself, making a difference, making an impact, whether it's with your product or your opportunity, both areas. You know, two, two of the biggest needs. Every year we have New Year's resolutions, right? right. Always on the top five on just about everybody's list is I want to do better, you know, something with health, right? Right. You know, health-wise, and then wealth would be on that list too. <laughs> and most of our companies answer that at a very high level. It meets those needs. And so I'm very proud to be part of this profession. I decided years ago, uh, even though I could have retired a long time ago financially, but I also believe there's no such thing as passive income. When Jay signs the front of the check, I sign the back of the check, there's residual. But I still gotta show up and provide value do, yeah. when the man's paying me. Mm -hmm. And so I decided a long time ago to retire into my business, not from my business. And, it, it, and you know what? It, it meets these needs at such a high level that I truly love what I do. And, it, and there's so much fulfillment and meaning and purpose and just rich in relationships and love and growth and contribution that I'll, I'll, I don't I see myself ever quitting. What would, the, you, know, yeah, what would you, you do? Know, what are you going to do? Go back home and sit in your ivory tower on the beach? And life's not about me, 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 me. It's about we. You know? And so that's what I love about this profession. That's why I agreed to do this interview with you and to share it with everyone out in the world, even outside of my company. That's why I agreed to come to the Network Marketing Professional event here. That's why I agreed to come to some of these other events. Well, you're yeah. a huge gift yeah. to the profession, and I thank you for yeah. coming out and, and sharing your story, and that's what we live for, yeah. the stories. And I appreciate you and all you've done over the years. You're a good man. Thank you, Thank you, you Richard. All right. Thanks for all joining right. us. Watch this every day for about 90 days, and you'll get in that peak state. <laughs> Go out and build your business. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thank you, guys. Aloha. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this episode of Richard Bliss Brooks Network Marketing Heroes Podcast. If you are inspired and are ready to create your own success story, then it is time to take advantage of some of the top network marketing tools available. Pick up the top recruiting tool that has prospects saying, yes, the four-year career and the four-year career for women. 
Get your mindset right. Without a clear vision, success is lost. Check out the best-selling book on vision, Mach 2 with your hair on fire. Learn to think like a successful person with this step-by-step -step guide on how to break through your self-imposed limitations. Mach 2 Vision Training is a 90-minute four-part video training where you get Richard to walk you through crafting your vision. It's a must for anyone looking to step outside the box and hit the ground running. For 10% off your order, use the discount code HERO at checkout. If you're serious about building your business, make sure to subscribe to Richard's blog for all the latest tools and articles. This success story is not typical. It is meant to inspire you and show you what's possible. It is not what you should expect to accomplish. Your income will depend entirely on you, your commitment, your work ethic, your leadership, and your ability to acquire customers and inspire sales leaders to join your team. Most people who start off intending to build a sales team do not maintain their motivation to continue.